This episode of Today, Maybe Forever is presented in collaboration with the Atlanta Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. I'm Floyd Hall, and this is Today, Maybe Forever. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with visual artist Luanelle Havet. Luanelle, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Floyd? I'm great. Glad to have some time with you today. Good. Thank you. One of the first things that, that jumped out to me in in your history, um, or I guess in your in your bio, it's not where you're from. It's not your work, which is great, but the term mitochondrial Eve, mm-hmm. because that takes me immediately back to science mm-hmm. and this uh, really interesting um, foundational concept mm-hmm. that is present in your work. Mm-hmm. And so, in your work, you often talk about. Um, Eve or, or mother, this, this mother figure, the mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me about mitochondrial Eve and even this approach, this, this scientific infusion in your work. In my work, I want to marry hard facts with my art, with you know, scientific facts with my art. I did not want to do something that was you know, maybe a story that had been told or like an urban legend or anything like that. I wanted to, um, in order, I felt in order to tell my story effectively, I had to have scientific backing or some kind of solid backing. And I decided to work on mitochondrial Eve. Um, you know, I'll sometimes lose, um, Lucy, you'll see a few references to her in my work, but mostly Eve. Um, when I was younger and I came to the United States, there was this, you know, confusion and misconception about Africa and Africans. And I think that misconception is not just in the U.S. I believe that it is all over the world, not just with Africans, but also with black people in general. Um, And so working uh, with mitochondrial Eve basically um, allowed me to say, hey, this is the source from which we all come. And this is not something I'm saying like, oh, well, this is an idea that's out there, an urban legend. Here is a scientific fact of that. Um, and so that's why I decided to do uh, Mitochondrial Eve. Okay. Yeah. In your work, there's an element of self-portraiture mm-hmm. in, in your work. You, you are present in your work mm-hmm. quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that process of, of getting comfortable with, with your own self. Mm-hmm to be able to place yourself as a subject in your work? Mm -hmm. I think that in order to be a great artist, you have to know yourself um, on a deep, deep, deep level. And even today, I'm still discovering things about myself that I I didn't know. And I think art permits you to do that, to to learn about yourself almost on a therapeutic level. Um, And so given that, also, given the fact that I am an African woman, um, my father, which is a very unique story, my father's ancestors are descendants of ex-slaves who returned to Liberia. And I also have a mother who is, you know, one of the indigenous Liberians who were in Liberia um, before the ex-slaves resettled. So I have that marrying of both cultures, and I believe who else could I use as a muse to tell the story other than myself? you know, um, to represent this mitochondrial Eve. I took my DNA test and it said I was 98.7% Sub-Saharan African. I may not be 100%, you know, but I, I think I'm close enough to, to, to that to be able to use myself as an instrument to tell that story. Let's talk more about 
your your family's history um, in terms of what you just mentioned in terms of uh, being from Liberia mm-hmm. because maybe our, our audience may not be as aware yes. of, of some of those things mm-hmm. so and you can feel, you know feel free to correct me yeah. um, some of the Liberian population comes from those ex-slaves who returned to Africa that's correct and then you had another group of folks who were of already, course, already there gotcha so uh-huh. yeah. your father comes from that lineage of folks who Mm -hmm. returned Mm -hmm. and your mother comes from that lineage of folks who came of Mm -hmm. exactly so even thinking about that history Mm -hmm. of of returning to Mm -hmm. in the current context of i guess the african diaspora Mm -hmm. where there is always this notion of where you come from or where you have come from in terms of your family's history what is what what conversations do you have, you know, in your family around, or did you have in, in your family just around the notion of what it meant to return back, or some family members to return back from the um, United States? I think that the conversations we had were conversations that, for me, I wish my greats, like great grand, whatever, had been around to, you know, questions I, I wish they had been around to answer. Because if history is not recorded, oftentimes, as it's passed down to gener- from generation to generation, the stories become fragmented and broken. And so I did have a few questions that were answered by my father, asking him about, you know, um, when, you know, when his, you know, ancestors came over, like, what ship were they on? Like, you know, asking him all these questions. Some questions, most questions he can an- answer, some he could not. Um, of course, he wouldn't know about their experiences. I wish I had had, you know, someone to tell me more about it. So the conversations where we were fascinated um, and we were always wonder, I wonder those people who came back to resettle on my father's side, where were, what, what African country were they from originally or, or you know, whatever. Um, so they were conversations that were filled with curiosity, with awe, but also with the need to know more, you know, and 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 uh, and, and and yeah. So so that was that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you sort of emphasize the need to know more mm-hmm. because to juxtapose your experience mm-hmm. with that of um, Black Americans mm-hmm. or those who have been born in America, mm-hmm. um, who maybe can't trace their history quite, mm-hmm. you know, quite back mm-hmm. as far. Mm-hmm there is a certain level i mean you could take a dna test but Mm -hmm. in terms of where your family history stops a lot of it does end um here in the united states in terms of uh um you know during the time of of slavery so there isn't there's always this yearning of wanting to know more or know even further back but you even shared that similar yearning to know more yes um how do you interpret even your own want to know more compared to black Americans who may know even less about where they come from? I was reading this article. Um, this probably, it could have been anywhere between a year to two years ago. and It, it compared African Americans' history and experiences um, you know, of, their, of their, their, their fathers and their forefathers and, you know, things that have been passed down, it compared the trauma to PTSD mm. trauma. A lot of, you know, um, you know, people come back from war, having that same, you know, experience with, you know, recent, current uh, uh, um, um, blacks uh, in America. I 
I always wanted my story to, as far as my um, my my parents' story. I think this is where I, sh- I, sh- I share the link with a lot of um, Blacks in America. Is I've always felt like the story was not a hundred percent like complete, or I always felt like there was a lot missing. Not just with the slave trade, or not with just with you know that whole deal, but also with colonization of Africa and the taking away of customs that we deem to be beautiful, now labeled bad, now labeled dark, which I try not to use dark in a negative connotation, but that's just what it was, um, now labeled something that needs to be buried and replaced with, you know, uh, this different religion, these different ways of life, these different things. it was kind of, and, and, and as I become an artist, I experience this more, it's kind of like a why. Like, why? Why did it have to be this way? Why does it still prevail? Why are the veils from a lot of modern Africans, why is the veil still over their eyes? So it's, it's this, this constant questioning, this constant even need to know more about these customs that were covered up, or that were buried. Um, so I think for me, it's, I think that would be one thing that I share. Not so much the trauma, mm-hmm. more so the I need to understand what I come from. Sure. You know? Sure. That, yeah. One of the things that stood out to me in, in some of your work, um, with you positioned as this uh, Eve character or the mother character, mm-hmm. is that, and you tell me, I, I, I feel like you are very intentional with trying to show that figure as the mother of a range of yes. cultural yes. ethnicities. Yes. Say more about that. I was having this conversation, it's always conversations I have with people, but I was having this conversation with um, with someone and you know, I was saying, we were talking about DNA tests and how, you know, I was like, you know, talking about Eve and, you know, people being, being traced back to the mother continent, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yes, that is true, but what about indigenous people who were black in, on other continents that were there before, you know, whatever, you know, colonization, whatever, like in Australia and a lot of Asian countries and things like that. He was like, and I was like, you know what, that's true. Like, why, why only focus on this E from Africa, you know? And it just goes back to say that, you know, this black mother is the mother of all of us. So this, these things that we're doing, these, these, these separations, these divide and conquer, all of these things, it's, it's stupid. It, it makes no sense, you know what I mean? Like, why are we being combative against each other when we all come from the same source? You know, and, and that just that's the message that I'm tr- I'm trying to hammer into people's heads through my work. So, in in terms of uh, your position in your work mm-hmm. um, as this figure, um, as this mother figure, I, I I feel like there's a great range of emotional energy that I get from mm-hmm. the different works, like. Yes. And it may be the range of emotions that this mother may have. Yes. Could you could you say more about the range of those emotions that you put yes. into your work? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that I, I compare this this entire series. I was having a conversation with somebody again, and I compared my series. To, you know, the, the question was, "Tell me more." You know, help me understand. 
and I said, you know, the way I see the division, the disrespect for black skin, I compare to, you know, the, you know, because when, you know, Eve was founded, so the story is, Eve, the fact is, you know, this, you know, Lucy, whatever, had these children, right? And they all, after years, because of climate change, because of lack of, of, of food sources, all of those things, migrated to other continents, right? Um, and the way I saw it was, here are children of Eve who have migrated to other continents, right? But they keep coming back to that mother's stores and abusing her, right? It's like they just cannot stay away. They keep crawling back to the womb, you know? And they find all kinds of excuses. So I compared it to the relationship between a mother and like a child who's like a, 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 like a problem child, you know? Like they grow up, they venture out, but they always have to keep coming back home and they're taken from their mother, they're slowly killing her, but either she can't say no or they just cannot stop. I that's that's how I, I managed to, um, you know, find the relationship between you know that and Mother Eve. Why are there a lot of emotions in my work? There's a lot of emotions in my work because I, I think you know African people. When you visit Africa, a lot of African people are very open. They're very yeah. Let's show you our culture. Let's hey have some food. Like you know like just really excited, just very happy people, regardless of their circumstances. However, in times of foreign conflict, right? Or a conflict that has been brought on by foreign countries. There is this, why were we so welcoming? Like I've heard this from a lot of, why do we open our gates? Why do we open our doors? Why do we open our arms and let in these monsters that have now caused wars or blah, 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 blah. So a lot of times there might be happiness um, or this, this sense of like, uh, 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 um, of, of, of highness in my work. Um, to show, you know, the strong mother, the proud mother, the, the powerful blah, blah, blah. But then, as a, as a reverse, also to show the, 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 the sadness, the anger, the shock, like all the range, these ranges of emotions that African people, black people, you know, experience, you know? So that's, that, that's the symbolism with that. Staying on this notion of uh, the mother figure, um, Tell me more about your own mother. Oh, okay. What would you like to know? Well, in terms of uh, her role in your life, her role in helping you uh, frame your identity, mm -hmm. um, especially as, as you were leaving Liberia. Mm -hmm. um, tell me more about the role that she still plays in your work, at mm -hmm. least emotionally or maybe even, you know, mm -hmm. um, in, a, in, a, in a contextual kind of way. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom... When I left, my sisters and I, uh, you know, when we were thinking about coming to the United States, she would always, 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 always remind us, like, never forget your culture, never forget where you come from, like, remember this, carry it with you. Um, this is basically going to shape the person you become as an adult. Um, my mom saying that, I don't think she realized the impact that it had on me. Because as a little child, you're like, hey, great, mom, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then as you grow older, you're like, I took that advice and I see that I, I, I carried it with me. You know, I, I, I it, and it comes out in my work, you know. Um, it was something of, like, 
I was kind of proud when she said that. I was like, yeah, great, like, you know, I'm proud. Like, yes, I'm going to go to America and we're going to share cultures and different ideas and, and, and things with people. And that was met with kind of like a, a, a disrespect. Um, people, what do you, you mean? Know, well, it's, you're from Africa, therefore you must, something must be bad about you, you know? Um, you're from Africa, therefore you must come from something bad. I, I just did not understand it. I was like, how, like how? How can, you know, just completely, a, you know, different from what I thought I would have gotten, yeah. you know, in the U.S. So I think that even drove the... Don't forget who you are for my mom. Like, don't forget your culture. Don't forget your, like, okay, like, I'm going to remember my culture. I'm going to carry it with me, and I'm going to show that, Do you, you think that, that, that she said that um, sensing that, that there may be challenges, or, or does she have a fear that you would forget your culture? I, I think both. Okay. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, girl, it's funny. I've never really thought about this, but... Growing up, my mom and I had kind of like a, I was a daddy's girl, so my mom and I had a very uh, a difficult uh, uh, relationship um, just because she wanted me, she wanted us to be the best that we could be. And so her way of, of, of making sure that happened was by being a little stricter than I, I would have liked. Um, some things I think back on and I'm thankful for, but it, it could have been different, you know? And I, I think that besides the whole culture thing, besides the whole trying to get, you know, the world to listen thing, start these conversations about identity and lost culture, I think more importantly, it's kind of like a trying to repair a relationship with my mom um, through my work. It's called Honor Your Mother, that, you know, I wish had happened differently. Um, so maybe maybe it's a form of therapy for that for that you know relationship to my mom and I. Are you on, still on a different coin? Yeah. In touch. Yeah, we are, okay. and and we're we're very much you know we're both. You know, I'm an adult now, and we understand each other better, communicate better. Yeah. Um, but like I said, growing up, it was a, it was kind of tough. Um, you said one thing about uh, that I thought was interesting in terms of this notion of. Of value, right? Mm -hmm. So you said that here in the U.S., if you come from Africa, mm -hmm. from your perspective, mm -hmm. there's an assumption that you're less than. Exactly. The interesting thing is that I think, my opinion is that mm -hmm. when um, Black Americans travel overseas, mm -hmm. there is an assumption that you're more than, mm -hmm. that you're rich because of as one, far as African Americans are rich. Yes. Gotcha. Or okay. because it. it because you can afford to be yes. so you far away from home. You can afford to do all the stuff, yes. Uh -huh. That maybe gets uh, normally associated with a different level of wealth in that country. Yes. So there's, uh -huh. an, there's an assumption that, oh, you're black, uh -huh. you're an American, mm -hmm. but you're here. There's value there. Of course. And I just feel like, like that's an, an, an interesting juxtaposition mm -hmm. of where the value lies mm -hmm. uh, or is assumed um, to lie. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, to who you are, and how that plays out in your work and, and where you're from. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you um, you incorporate where you're from in your work. I think there's a lot of references um, to the natural resources of Africa mm -hmm. in, in your work yes. and maybe even some of the just natural beauty that, that's, yeah. that's there. Um, say more about the, the level of intention that you have with how you include 
um, you know, gold or diamonds in your work? Yeah. Um, and, and what you want people to, to get from that? Uh, Liberia has had several, several um, wars um, and several civil wars. And a lot of those civil wars started because of greed from other countries and greed within our country as well. You know, it, it, it's both sides, you know, every time. Um, because of the natural resources that we have. In Liberia, we have almost every natural resource known to man. And it's funny because with countries in which the soil is rich, um, countries that are organically rich are often poor financially, you know? And I think that's very intentional. Not on the part of most of the people who live there, and part of certain government officials, of course. But also on the uh, uh, because of you know like I said a lot of interest from 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 other countries. Um, the use I was born in a civil war in Liberia. I was born it started in '89 and I was born in '90, and it was we're in our house and they're like you know bullets or whatever flying and we're just trying to take cover and hoping that we don't get shot hoping we don't get caught hoping we don't get you know found and and killed because my father is from a different you know tribe my mom is from a different one you know um and, and things like that so the youth having experienced that and realizing that all of this crap that is happening or that happened it's just because of greed and uh, and because they you know uh, of wanting these, these these natural resources or the rubber or the oil or whatever it may be the diamonds the you know whatever so me using diamonds in my work it's intentional in a way to say if anybody else is going to have this right to use diamonds or to use my country's resources it's going to be me and I'm going to use it in a positive way not in a way that that creates poverty, that creates death, that creates conflict, you know? Um, and so that's why I decided to use, you know, the, diamond, the, the, the diamonds, but also, you know, like you said, to showcase the beauty of Africa and the beauty of Liberia and things like that, you know, just to reclaim ownership of something that has been and is being taken from us forcefully, you know? Um, again, like I said, with some agreements on the part of a certain government officials. I don't know who, but you know, it, it's always two parts involved, no matter what the story is, you know? Um, so I think using diamonds was just a way to reclaim ownership. As a painter, mm -hmm. how have you grown in the last couple of years? I would say I have gotten to know myself more. Um, I have <laughs> become even more defiant and <laughs> like, stubborn in the pursuit of, 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 of truth, in the pursuit of knowledge, in the pursuit of having to get truth out there, in the pursuit of things that set my soul afire. Like, I, you know, I've become more in tune with those things. I've become more understanding of people. I've become more patient with people. I do not see conflicts as black and white anymore. I always see shades of gray, you know? Be it from political to whatever else. It's never, oh, they're doing this, they're bad. Is they're doing this, why? What's the motivation? Why are they doing this? What's the source? 
you know? I think my art has really permitted me to, to become, um, you know, to become, I would say, a better person at times, but I would say not easy because it's very, it's, it's, it's exhausting having to constantly be in touch with those things and having to constantly question everything, but it's just something that happens naturally. I cannot turn it off. So tell, um, tell me more about the process of using yourself as a subject in terms of putting yourself in oh, the work. Oh, like the literal process. Yeah, like, gotcha. so, like, like what does that look yeah, like for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, So I'll, you know, at my studio, I will um, do, I'll either get the, fr- the help of, of, of my husband, Olivier, or I'll do it myself on a tripod. Um, I'll do like these self images, these, you know, photos. You know, and I'll do different poses. Sometimes it takes about an hour, two hours. You know, I won't stop until I get the right photo. And then once I do that, then I use that photo as a reference to paint and to add different, um, you know, sometimes diamonds or whatever it may be at that case. But typically it's that. And after that, I print it on, you know, paper. Um, you know, I, I paint it on paper and then I'll, you know, frame it or whatever. And then maybe, yeah. Um. How easy or difficult is it for you to have a critical eye when you are the subject, looking at your work, looking at your body positioning, looking yeah. at just how you move in your own self? Yeah. How, do you, how do you judge or work with yourself as the subject in that way? What kind of emotion does it evoke? Ha- have I done a good enough job at expressing what I want to express? How do I feel about this piece? Um, once those questions have been answered, then I'll go to others. What do you feel about this piece? Um, it's always centered around emotion and feeling for me. Yes, there is the, um, the other part of, you know, I'll start with, before I do any of my paintings, I always do the golden ratio calculations, make sure, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, appeasing to the eye, things like that. But outside of the technical stuff, it's the most important thing is what feeling does it evoke? Have I done my, a good enough job at, 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 at guiding the viewer into feeling these feelings and understanding this message? So for me, that is, that, that's where I, I, I critique it. You mentioned that your mom made sure that you and your sisters um, she made sure to, to express to you, to mm-hmm. always know who you are, always know where you come from. And as we wrap up, I wanted to, to just get your perspective on mm-hmm. when are you, well, there's a difference between where you're from and who you are, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. How aware are you of when who you are changes or as you're changing as a person? Am I aware How, as it happens? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm absolutely aware of how, when it happens, but sometimes it just hits you and you're like, what the heck? Like, I'm crazy, you know, but you're not. You're just becoming more intelligent. You're just thinking outside of the box that was created for you. You know, yes, I'm very much aware of it. I'm very much happy. I am excited, but scared as to where this is going to take me. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's it. Last question. Mm-hmm. What is the best compliment that someone has ever given you about your work? 
Whew. I have to think about that one. Um, something meaningful. Um, I think it didn't come from one person specifically. I think it came from a, a, you know a collective group of people over time. Is the this work is necessary? You know, we need to know and understand this. You know, uh, um, you know, you can be whoever you want to be, but I think people ultimately need understanding and acceptance, and just hearing from people completely different than, than, than you and I, who you wouldn't even think would, would understand or care about the work. Just hearing in so many ways, this work is necessary. We need this. Um, that for me is, is the best compliment I've received. Lou Nell Havet. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you.